One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. W All Out is now in the books. It took place last night. But we're here with the AEW Fallout. Fallout. Because everyone's fallen out with each other. Is it real? Is it a work? Whatever it is, I'm not sure I like it. No. I'm Ollie Davis. I'm joined by Randy Andy Datsun. Please, if you haven't already, give us a subscribe. Give us a thumbs up button. Leave a comment down below with your thoughts on the pay-per-view if you're watching On Demand. And get in those beautiful Omega chats to have your thoughts read out on this show. Everyone over five US dollars. But we've got we've sort of mushed together a bunch of different topics. Mm-hmm. Because they all come under the umbrella of CM Punk in AEW. Yes. Yes. I think it's been a confusing night for many people. I know I woke up to a message from Liam, the website manager, saying um, I was going to go to bed. And then uh, everyone in AEW decided that they can't behave themselves. And they're all children, um, especially their biggest star, who just can't seem to keep his mouth shut. And I thought, what's going on here? And I went on WrestleTalk.com and went, oh dear, this isn't very good. Um, I don't think it's a work. I know you are on, of the mind that it Well, I, I don't know, I don't know. But um, it's all very messy either way. If it's a work, I, why is it a work? I don't think it needs to be a work. Um, but it's, it, it feels like Tony Khan, as I've said to a few people, is really starting to realize what it means to run a wrestling company with hundreds of people in it and most of them are testosterone-filled, quite easy-to-anger men. Mm. I also think it's very easy to run something when everything's going well. Yes. It's when stuff goes wrong, and, you know, Lord knows stuff's gone wrong uh, here at WrestleTalk, and, you know, I've I've not dealt with it well. But I like think I, I, I acted on it first. That's where, you, you you know, the measure of the, the company is. And it's this is the first time that everything's really been going off the rails. And... It has not been 
dealt with, it seems, just from looking yeah. from the outside. So here's what happened, just to give a timeline of events. The opening match on the card was the Casino Battle Royal match. You know, it's got people like Phoenix, Pentagon, Dante Martinen. You expect it to be amazing. And it was decent. Yeah. But it was mostly a setup to have some masked men come down at the end, wipe out everyone, retribution style. And one of them unhooks the chip, which guarantees an AEW World Championship shot from the top. That's revealed to be Stokely Hathaway. Mm -hmm. And then someone comes down, covered up with a devil mask on, and takes the chip, and they walk off. Yeah, It got booed. It did get booed. I think people were excited because I think a lot of people thought it was probably who it turned out to be. Um, MJF. Which was MJF. I think some people thought maybe Adam Cole, but then I guess it wouldn't have made any, any sense at all with the Stokely Hathaway stuff. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't really think who else it could have been apart from a former WWE guy. They... Well, my head kind of went Bray Wyatt. It didn't have the build, but I no. thought... Is it, is it just the way he's standing? Psych. He's wearing black. Yeah, or a sort of psych out like, oh, mm. it could be anyone. But I think they booed more because they didn't reveal themselves rather than because the fans didn't like the angle. I think everyone likes a blackout and mm. everyone like, or, or everyone likes masked men and not knowing who it is. And then as it was sort of the end, it got a massive ovation. Everyone loved it. So I think... The the annoyance, the original annoyance was more because they were like, oh, oh. By the end of the night, mm. I totally agree. I think it, it worked very well. In the moment, and even in, in retrospect, I think the finish came off lame more because it's a ladder match with all these people involved. Yeah. Uh, and the AEW has a certain expectation for that. If they were going to do this, particularly as the show's opener, you know, it's a high-level criticism. I would have had this on Rampage, on Dynamite, and that is your cliffhanger going into okay. All Out. Well, if you just wanted to have MJF win, would you have just had him come out? Like, no, no, no. I'm I don't think guy. that's not the okay. the way to bring him back. No, uh, but the whole you know four days pass mm -hmm. uh, about 122 matches after that, and we have the main event: CM Punk versus John Moxley. Excellent match. Yes. The crowd had died for about 90 minutes before because everyone was exhausted. Because, and I'm going to say this a lot, the show was far, far too long. Mm. Had far too many matches on. It was an undisciplined, unfocused mess, in my opinion. But the they had a great match. The crowd were electric throughout. Mm -hmm. Cheered both guys. Sometimes they booed both guys. They didn't know what they wanted. Yeah, it was. Uh, I really liked the match. The finish was great. I really liked how they sort of toyed with us, going, "Oh, CM Punk's going to run away really quickly." I thought William Regal is, as usual, is fantastic on commentary. Um, I mean, the, the show, as you say, was was far too long. Some people have pointed out it was only half an hour longer than than WWE. Yes, but it had three times as many matches as WWE. So I don't think that can be. Sort of, mm. You can't compare the two at all. Um, I really, I, yeah, it was, it was a proper like wrestling match. You know when, you know, a couple of years ago when they were like, "Oh, the Edge and Yawn's going to be the best wrestling match," and this is what they advertised it as as well. It was like it was CM Punk versus John Moxley. I still don't like the story coming into this. I don't like the fact that they were like, "Oh, he cannot wrestle because his foot hurts so much," and then a week and a half later, he's like, "Do you know what? I'm going to be okay." 
Chicago. Yeah, Chicago yeah. is all the medicine I needed for my mm. broken foot. Yeah, that that sucked. That I don't like that at all. But if if you're just looking at the match from bell to bell, then it was great. I, I agree. I think um, it. I, I really liked the match. I, when Moxley walked out and he had the Regal behind him and Moxley's flipping off the camera, I was like, oh, damn. Mm. I think Moxley is more over than Punk in Chicago right now. It's not last time we'll say that about someone on this card. Uh, and yeah, I just the... Mox's sell job just from the opening because Punk, like, before they even locked up, just put his foot forward. Yeah. And was like, go on, go for it. This is the big warning spot. Uh, so this is your target. That's your whole game plan. And look, I'm offering it to you. Mm. It's great mind games of the story. But again, that's a story that only really works if there's been three months between these matches. Yeah. Not a week and a half. I mean, I've, I've had, like, a dead leg and then one week, and then I couldn't do anything for the entire rest of that week. So him to be like, oh, I've got a broken foot, but I'm okay. But you weren't in Chicago. I know. I was still in my hometown. Woke, yeah. Woking. If I'd only got a Woking. Feed off the power of Woking. Yeah. I, to play cricket, probably. Yeah, to play cricket or whatever I'm doing. Honestly, I, I'm just going to focus on, it, on, on this being the match. It's a shame that right now Punk is coming off as so unlikable. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. The finish was Punk hits a GTS. Re really nice finish. Great yeah. match. The story. Uh, Punk bleeds everywhere. Moxley, for once, does not. I think yeah. there wasn't any other blood on the pay-per-view either. No, there was There was several bloods. Sammy Guevara bled. Oh, that was Samoa it. Joe didn't do anything and was bleeding. Was he really? Yeah, he, he turned up, hit Satnam Singh, and then he was bleeding. Amazing. And I don't know how that happened. Uh, but, uh, yeah, well, Punk Ruby bled. Soho's face oh, yeah, busted that was open. A bunch. Yeah. Uh, Punk was bleeding the most. A proper lot. crimson yeah, mask. Yeah. And he hits a GTS. Moxley just bounces off the ropes and back onto Punk's shoulders. Mm, and good. Punk just, like, stayed there on the knees. Brilliant. Brought him up, GTS, clean. This is the only time ever Moxley has been pinned clean in yeah. AEW. Yeah, I, I, I assume he's going to stay in the top of the card, as, as he should be, because he's John Moxley. But it was a real sort of, oh, wow. Because like, I really didn't, I thought, I just assumed CM Punk was going to lose again. And I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know whether it's... I, I forgot that it was... I didn't forget that it, where it was. I didn't forget it was in, in Chicago. You can't really forget Chicago. that. But I don't know. I just I just thought Moxie was going to win again. Hmm. And Punk was like, look, I gave it my all in Chicago. Still couldn't do it. I'll, I'll get him next time, folks. I, 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 I thought it was pretty predictable CM Punk was going to win. Um, I just, yeah, and at the end I was like, okay, cool. Well, it's like everything that's happened in the last couple of months has quite obviously been a mistake mm -hmm. because of injuries and, and various booking things. So it just kind of negates the last two months, which I'm not unhappy about because I don't think the last couple of months of AEW has been anywhere near their normal standard. No. But there are some positives. And one of the huge positives was this summer of Moxley. Best work of his career for me. Um, and it's just over. It's just over clean. Yeah. I don't know what to say, really, to yeah. be honest. I, I, well, what we can say is, yeah. it doesn't. It's hard to complain too much when you have such an amazing angle to close the show. Yes, which is 
Punk celebrating, lights cut out. A voicemail message from Tony Khan to someone, but you pretty quickly figure out it's MJF plays, where he's like, I need you back. Like, I need you back for the fans. You don't have to sign a contract extension. You can have a free place in the ladder casino battle royale match. Uh, there was something else. Uh, you'll get loads of money. Yeah. There's, but you have to show up at All Out. Honestly, if this was a shoot voicemail, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> like, this could be absolutely what Tony Khan called him and said. Yeah. And then they play, uh, this was a really beautiful touch, uh, a very short clip of a ROH promo from Punk years and years and years ago where he says, uh, the greatest trick the devil ever pulled is convincing everyone he doesn't exist. Yeah. And then it cuts back to this other shot and the person who was wearing the devil mask walks into shot and everyone knows yeah. by this point. Turns, always he's back to the camera, takes off the mask, puts on the, the, the Burberry scarf. scarf. And I was like, God, man, that is a killer angle. That would be enough for me. That's mm. how you go off air. And then MJF walks out in Chicago on the ramp and the crowd goes ballistic. Yeah, They had just about got all their energy back and they used all of it just to, just to prove that actually MJF is the most over person in Chicago. He was cheered. It was deafening. It goes CM Punk... The acclaimed yeah. MJF, you yeah. know? As we all knew it would. And honestly, he is so over. It was the, the chance of MJF. I, he has to be the next AW World Champion for me. Well, yeah, he's got the title shot, of course. Uh, the, the speculation is that they'll have the match at Grand Slam in a couple of weeks' time yeah, which in is, New York. Yeah, which is not far from uh, MJF's hometown of... Cohog, Rhode Island. <laughs> but it's interesting. There's loads of questions coming off of this MJF thing, which I think, like, is... It's the best thing. It's immediately the best thing in wrestling. I've yeah. said it before, the MJF-CM Punk feud from from whenever it was to, to double... Or, no, it wasn't double or nothing. But I would continue MJF-Wardlow. So mm. that run from MJF to double or nothing is the single greatest wrestling story of my lifetime. I think, like, before it was DIY, mm -hmm. uh, but now it's this. And as soon as they were sort of down the ramp staring at each other, I was like, boom, we are right back there. Yeah, This is the best thing in wrestling again. So happy. But there were a lot of questions, which are just, like, more kayfabe ones. Contract extension. Mm -hmm. There is no contract extension. Everyone knows his contract expires at the end of next year. I, I believe he's re-signed. Yeah. But that's a fun Summer of Punk storyline he can do. It is a fun Summer of Punk storyline. I also think he has resigned. But if anyone can pull off tricking everyone for a year and a half or making convincing people for a year and a half, it's MJF. Oh. Um, and this was this final angle was one of the only things that, M that AW did better than WWE this weekend, which was send people home happy. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Not <laughs> confused. WWE put on a great main card. Yeah. Condensed short, and then it was like, what were those last 10 minutes? This was the complete opposite. Yeah. A bloated, elongated, weird booking choices, four-hour card, but then a killer last five minutes. Yeah. And if only that was what we were talking about. Like, yeah, the, well, the only thing we were talking about now. So I, I just want to say a few more things because I, I love this MJF mm. thing. Um, 
I don't want him to be in a faction with Stokely Hathaway no and the Ass Boys way. and William I, Morrissey. If they, if they want to believe that they are briefly, and then he just tells them to piss off. I think it's probably a money thing. Yeah. Could, but it's a possibility. Could be. I, yeah, can you imagine, though, if mm. it's like, oh, it's Billy Gunn and, and also yeah. MJF. Uh, I love, love, love the idea that MJF beat Punk in Chicago mm-hmm. all the, in February, and now... You could argue he's stolen Chicago from CM Punk. Oh, absolutely! It, it was so much like it wasn't. It wasn't like a kind of oh, CM Punk's loud and MJF's a bit louder. It was like twice as loud. Mm. I mean, everyone was happy that CM Punk won, and I think everyone knew, like you say, people knew CM Punk was going to win. But the fact that it was MJF just and everything that's happened this year, mm. because I think genuine people were really scared at one point that he was just not going to come back. So to have him back and apparently very fired up is is excellent. Punk won one, MJF technically won two, but let's just say yeah. he won one as well. This it is a fantastic story mm. going into the rubber match with the title. Love it. Right, this is this is where I'm concerned. Yes, I'm worried. AEW think he's a heel. Yeah. Well, did you see see uh, Chris Jericho's comments in the uh, in the post-match scrum um which is the only thing that said in the post-match scrum <laughs> was and he basically said no i spoke to him and i said you need to be a baby face when you come back and and he was like and said he didn't want to be and he said no look it is so much easier than you think it is you can still be mjf and you can yeah, but be a baby face look at long island and i absolutely believe that's true he can just be a bit of a knob mm. but a more it's kind of like chaotic good rather than chaotic yeah. evil if you're playing D D. Yeah. <laughs> I I I I I'm concerned that Tony Khan might think that AEW what look, this is a mis- this is a situation of their own making. Mm. As soon as MJF cut that shoot promo back after double or nothing, he turned the company somewhat heel. Yeah. And and since then it's like Oh, you know what? Maybe the promotion is a bit of a heel. Look at all these things that are going wrong. Yeah. Uh, not that they're related, but I think it's just weird serendipity of those things happen at the same time. So MJF is coming back as a mega baby face. Uh, it's like when Punk cut that pipe bomb promo in WWE, Vince thought that was a heel promo because mm. it was against the company. So anyway, this type this goes into Punk's comments in the post-show scrum were explosive, to say the least. Mm. Just as a rundown as what happened. He started talking about Colt Cabana. If you watch some of the video footage, no one asks him about Colt Cabana. (laughs) He brings it up himself. So I will put that in a little bit of the worked Mm -hmm. column. Well, do you think... It felt like... He was. He went out there wanting to talk about this. When usually in these post-media scrum calls, he is elatedly happy, and he just won the title in Chicago, and started this mega angle with MJF. It was also the way he opened it with. So, so it was Nick Houseman for Wrestling Inc. Um, and he deliberately went. Oh, so who, like, who's first or whatever? What it was? And Nick Houseman, and he went. Who do you do improv with? Used to do improv 
comedy I was like, with Colt Cabana, that's, yeah. Uh, like, the, the fact that Punk, I mean, knew that. I mean, okay, maybe it's common knowledge. I didn't know that. Well, no, I, I don't think it is, but, but the they, they would have all been Punk close back just in the day. Went, oh, by the way, you did this with this guy. And Nick Houseman didn't say anything. Nothing to do with that at all. That leads into the whole suspicion of like, oh, CM Punk is setting this up deliberately. Mm. But then Sean to come out immediately and said, as far as I'm aware, this is not a work. Well, after that, Punk then started to talk and sort of accused and implied that the... Colt Cabana nearly getting fired from AEW, having to be moved to Ring of Honor, being his uh, CM Punk command of Tony Khan. He said that story is lies. He has nothing to do with Cabana. That story was put there by EVPs. EVPs yeah. being the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. And it all tight. Then he starts going off on Hangman Page because yeah. Punk still has this grudge about honestly a promo everyone forgot about when hangman page just sort of called out cm punk ahead of double or nothing about you know him being a not he's not here for the good of the company well, you'd like to think that punk isn't dumb enough to come out and just rag on the company this hard especially after he's just been given their top title he did he didn't rag on the company. He said well, he, he loved the company. He yeah, loved he, Tony okay, Khan. Fine. He wouldn't he rag on, on, the, the on the EVP so much. And it just the fact that he was like, oh, the EVPs. And it was, it it does feel like it's sort of not scripted, but it feels like he's gone, by the way, this is what I'm going to do. And everyone's going to go, oh my God, I can't believe he's doing this. However, it's CM Punk. And sometimes, especially in the last few months, it's come across... To me, and I know a lot of people would agree, that he is a bit of an arse. He's a bitter, grumpy man sometimes. Yeah. Um, by his own admission. Yeah, but well, that's fine, by his own admission. <laughs> but he still is one. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And so it's really confusing. Um, if it's a work, fantastic work, because it's worked a lot of people, and... CM Punk is is one of the better storytellers of of modern wrestling mm. history, and so he can probably pull it off. I just don't know whether it's working because I all I think it's doing is given how well WWE is being perceived right now, all you're doing is making people think, oh look at AEW, it's falling apart. Yeah, and there'll be a lot of people who will be like, oh they're falling apart, and they're not going to follow. They're not going to follow the story. All they're going to go. All they're going to remember is oh. Last time I heard, AW's falling apart. Lol at them. And there aren't going to be that many people. I mean, there's plenty of people. There aren't going to be that many people who will follow this through to the end and go, aha, they mm. worked me. Good job, them. Yeah. It's it it's a terrible time to run a storyline like this if it is a storyline. Yeah. Of course, what happened after that, the reports are that there was a backstage altercation between CM Punk and the Young Bucks yeah. and a steal in there as well. Because directly related to what Punk said in the media scrum. Me and Laurie have got a video going live on the WrestleTalk News channel very shortly. So you can look at all the quotes and, and clips and stuff there. But it's just... Um, yeah, I, I, I've got this theory that in the 2010s, back when Punk did his Summer of Punk in WWE, we... A lot of wrestling fans, adult wrestling fans, thrived off the backstage gossip and shoot promos precisely because we just the product was crap. Yeah. And we needed to find our own fun. AEW come along 
and they're like, oh, look, here's TNA. Here's, uh, here's this amazing storyline long-term with Omega and Hangman Page. I'm like, this is beautiful. I don't need... I, I, I can just watch this yeah. and enjoy it as a story. I don't need any of this stuff where I'm like, oh, but could it be real? I, I can... I love Marvel movies. Yeah. There's never one bit of me that... Or like the Fast and Furious franchise. Knowing that The Rock and Dwayne... Uh, the Rock and Vin Diesel mm. have some form of genuine backstage beef that adds no layer of enjoyment no. can you, to those movies. Can you imagine watching Endgame and then the post-credit is Robert Downey Jr. coming out and going, oh, by the way, Chris Evans is a <laughs> I really, I really hate this guy. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah, because like you say in WWE, it was this is rubbish. Oh, but this sort of anti anti establishment guy is is really making me enjoy it. And now it's this is really enjoyable. And this annoying guy who is the to- is the head of the top of the company right now is just making me. It's just irritating mm. more than anything. It's yes, that was fantastic. But then you wake up the next morning and think, do you want to, you want to go and tell your friends? <laughs> oh, you, should, you really got to watch this show last night. Then they're going. Oh no! I saw on Twitter that this guy yeah. came out and was being being horrible to everyone. And then you go, oh, and it just ruins your enjoyment because you've woken up feeling so buzzed. That there, there is an element of sort of karma here because it's exactly what happened to Wardlow. Yeah. MJF did this work shoot. Who knows? Who cares? Really. The fact of the matter is, MJF's actions over that weekend completely overshadowed what should have been Wardlow's crowning movement. Wardlow himself has said that ruined the best, mm. what should have been the best night of his life. That's what CM Punk has done to this MJF angle. Yeah. That MJF angle was perfect in a way. I'm so excited. But no, that's, nobody wants to talk about that. We've got to talk about this. Uh, look, it's either unprofessional yeah. or it's a really bad piece of creative. Yeah, and also you, the, 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 the just the kind of the imagery of the whole situation where you've got Tony Khan sitting there mm. just sort of going, let's letting this happen. Like, I don't know, if if we went on a, a stream, let, let's say something had happened at WrestleTalk and it had something to do with me and and, you, and we'd come out here and I just sat here going, Luke's a knob, yeah. uh, Laurie's an idiot. You wouldn't sit there going, say your piece. You'd go, oh, Andy. I, I would probably go two minutes of like, is he doing a beer? And then I'd be like, okay, let's stop yeah, this. Yeah. And if he didn't stop it, I'd say, okay, let's end the stream. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was just a bit. And then, and then you've got, it's yeah, for me, it's just poor from Tony Khan. And like I said, it feels like he is now realizing really what it means to run a wrestling company full mm. of pro wrestlers who many of which have never been in a company like a WWE or an AW where there are these storylines where you don't like you sign a contract and then you don't get to be on TV all the time because when they're independents they can kind of just get booked on a show and you know you're going to be on the show whereas now you've got so many people getting signed thinking fantastic I've signed for AW and then they have two matches on TV in a year mm. because AW's signed 200 people but they've got 20 favorites. So you've, and you've got all these really annoyed people and you do a, 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 a meeting where you go, oh, sorry guys. And a few of them are like, oh, well, at least they're sorry. And the bunch of them are still like, okay, you're sorry, but actually I'm still not yeah. doing anything. 
And then you've got stories coming out. And I know the sort of the, the, the Malachi Black stuff is a lot more complicated than 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 sort of just on the face of it. You've got Eddie Kingston and Sammy Guevara having fights. You've got this apparent fight, and he's sitting there not doing anything about it. Like it, it's, it just looks bad. I'm sure he's doing stuff, but it looks bad. He's just sitting there letting it all happen. Mm. Uh, well, even if he is trying to do stuff to make it happen, it's not working. Yeah, uh, we've got a ma- we've already gone way over because we've got f- fourteen other matches to talk about. <laughs> uh, but I will just wrap this up with this because I, I think it ties what mm. you just said and it all together. I think there is a connection between this being a five-hour, fifteen-match card, the biggest that AEW's ever put on like the longest amount of matches and all these reports of backstage heat mm. and disgruntlement. And I, to me, that looks like Tony Khan is just trying to make everybody halfway happy. He's got, he's tried to get as many people on the card as possible. Oh, okay. The young bucks don't want to work with UFTR because of, I'm speculating here yeah. because of all of the, that like we could do this amazing match, but they want to play with, their friend Kenny, and yeah. they've got this storyline. So we're going to push this through. And FDR, well, what are we going to do? Okay, well, you'll go with uh, Wardlow's not got a TNT title match. So you two are together, uh, Motor City. You know, it's it's a mess. And, yeah. and it really, really sapped my enjoyment of this show because it's, like I said before, it's unfocused. It's compromised to the extent where nobody, very few people got over. And we're going to talk about matches which had... A lot of time and effort put into them in the build by their performers. But when we get to it, they get five minutes. And it just just really negatively impacts the people in those storylines. And bear in mind that even Vince McMahon eventually decided that like 15 matches is too many for one night. This could I'm not saying this should be a two that two two night weekend, but it was exhausting to watch. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We've got loads and loads of Ultra Chats, uh, Omega Chats, sorry, because they're AEW. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support, please get them in. Puckhead1994 says, The fact that CM Punk's conference is the main talking point out of All Out instead of MJF's return is a real indictment on this work shoot BS. If it's a work, it's freaking annoying. If it's a shoot, then it's even more annoying. I just want wrestling. Uh, Nina Gabner says, what a weekend. MJF is back, Punk explodes, and the watch party. Thank you, lads, for the excellent event and for being so kind to all of us attending. Big shout out to all the new friends I made. I'm taking all the memories back to Austria now. Much love. I met her. She had a hat on, Nina. Well, we she had came someone, from Austria. Someone, came, someone from, sorry, from Poland as well. We wow. had, we, all around the world. Alamac, I wonder if the crowd at the next Dynamite is going to boo CM Punk when he comes out. I have a morbid curiosity of what will happen if the whole crowd started chanting Colt Cabana at him. He already lost his cool when one person did it last week. He really did a bit, didn't he? <laughs> and yeah, he went hard in. He called him a fat, whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, bit in the work column. He- hell of a way to turn Punk heel. Cards Mark Podcast. CM Punk is a baby. Hangman put him over after Punk botched his finish twice, and Punk went out of his way to bury him twice. For a guy who loves Brett so much, he's sure acting like HBK. That's a great take. It screams fragile ego. He's become the New York Yankees. Sad. Uh, Ollie Rodriguez Dolman. Just watched the Punk interview, and it's so unprofessional. It's so hilarious, he didn't give an F. Have to be honest, I'm getting fed up with the AEW drama. I just want to enjoy the product. Don't agree Punk should have said anything, but feel there's some truth there. If there's some truth there, resolve these issues behind the scenes. Behind the scenes. Come out, go, I'm really glad I won. It was a tough match. Mayor of Painesville, Dan. (gasps) Who? Hello, my tired friends. I hope you are doing well. So... This entire punk situation. I think AEW is in desperate need of someone with real authority backstage and also a public communications department that oversee the press conference and social media output. John Laurinaitis. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> then we can do the, yeah, yeah. the Laurinaitis punk feud. Just cut runs out. No, no, stop talking, stop talking. Matt Hennessy, the the inmates are truly running the asylum. Unfortunately, I think this is a situation that's going to get worse before it gets better. If Tony doesn't control Punk's ego, he could lose the rest of the elite to WWE. The grass is a lot greener there with Triple H. You already lost Cody. You don't want to lose Kenny, Hangman and the Bucks. Punk may be good for AEW in the short term financially, but right now he seems like more trouble than he's worth. Yeah. (laughs) If anything is... Right now, it feels like if people leave AW, they are just going to go to WWE. Mm-hmm. Like it's or whether because the, the thing is with New Japan right now, it's it's, it's not really doing no. anything. Uh, and they've done that. Yeah, the uh, Fightful had uh, a follow up where it was like it's uh, higher up people who you'd assume are the EVPs were were threatening to leave the company, threatening to walk out. I believe. Yeah, 
over these comments. And if you look at what AEW have done with the Kingston Sammy thing, if this was a physical altercation, you've got to suspend someone. Yeah. It is a tough situation to be in making those decisions. Who do you suspend? Your your one biggest draw, who's the champion of your company, or your three EVPs who founded the company with you who are currently trios champions. It's the trolley problem. Yeah, it's really quite... It, it, it's, just, it, it's just a bit embarrassing to uh, watch. Yeah. Uh, Matt Hennessy continues... Uh, even without the punk drama, you have Black on the way out of the company. We'll get on to that. I don't hate punk, and I love AEW even with its many flaws, but I don't want punk to damage AEW the way Hogan and Eric Bischoff damaged TNA. Aaron Smith. Tony is probably regretting putting the belt back on punk after the scrum. Mox MJF 2 could have been just as good a story to tell, but hoping MJF wins at Grand Slam and do a story of everyone trying to get the title off him before his contract expires. Well... Tony Khan strikes me as a slightly as someone who'd be like, oh, but look, everyone's talking about it. You're getting a lot of people talking about AEW right now. LJ Mickey. Dear Tony Khan, get your roster in line. You can't be everyone's friend and boss at the same time. No, he's right. You can't. <laughs> you run a wrestling promotion, not a daycare. The buck stops with you, even though Punk's comments were indefensible and he will carry the consequences. Tony Verzino, there is no way Punk doesn't realise that the way he is acting off script actually makes him look to the more hardcore AEW fanbase. If you think about the potential feud material and the hopeful eventual Punk heel turn, I think it makes sense. Again, if it's a work, yes. If it's a work, but even so, there are other ways of turning <coughs> Punk heel. He's, he's, he's so good, he could just turn up and go, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a heel now, and it will go, oh, boo. 100%. I'd much yeah. prefer that than this, this work shoot nonsense. Yeah. New Punk rants. If the EVPs made the mistake that Punk said, they should own it and work to fix it and not threaten to leave. Also, Punk wasn't wrong about how the media approaches him and AEW as a whole, but drama happens. Tony Khan knows it's serious, though. You can tell. But also, as you said, like, with the leaving thing... They know how easily this all this stuff gets out as well. Mm. So it, it just... It feel, the more I think about it, the more I think it's a bad work. Well, but the elite don't really do work. They no. do, like, over-the-top soap opera storylines. Over-the-top, I mean, in sort of a well-thought-out, obviously, kayfabe way. I don't know. Whether it's whether it's AEW going, man, WWE is, is hot right now. We need to do something left field. It's a bad left field, if you ask me. Uh, Matt Hennessy again. Honestly, when Punk won the title from Page, I thought it was the wrong call. And this was before the Punk drama came out. That moment soured me on AEW as a company. Page should have been the main focus of AEW when he was champ, but played second fiddle to Punk. Well, Hangman's not done anything since. No. I think he's... What, what a poor follow-up on the guy who was meant to be your major homegrown star. Riot DR. Hey, yo. CM Punk, who is usually quite the professional... Sit Seems to have a trigger phase. Cut phrase. Colt Cabana snapped at the media, the EVPs, and at Hangman just for referencing him. Understandable, but still an overreaction. Hope this doesn't hurt AEW moving on. No one said it. No. Punk brought it up. You can see why he'd be upset. I mean, he did get sued by Colt Cabana, but they seem to both have behaved slightly poorly. Mm -hmm. Dr. Joss, if this is a shoot, then my hot take is that hiring Punk may, might be the single biggest mistake AEW has made. Wow. Made a lot of money so far, though. 
Meng. Punk should, shouldn't get away with what he said anywhere, let alone in the media scrum. Tony Khan sat there, not defending his EVPs or stopping Punk is not okay. He's totally losing control. The show is good, though. The acclaimed was so over, it was match of the night. At that it was. Uh, G-Baby. Love y'all. Been a fan for years. Do y'all think if this backstage stuff can't get handled, that it will lead to the downfall of AEW future-wise? I hope not. Just seems like there's so much backstage unrest, and I don't know if Tony is really handling it well. Oh, I was thinking, who could AEW lose before before they are in real trouble? Like, <coughs> could they lose a, a Kenny Omega and be and be okay? Could they lose Kenny Omega and the Bucks and be okay? Could they lose Kenny Omega, the Bucks, and CM Punk and be okay? For like, for but. They've still got Moxley, Jericho, no. Brian Danielson, Adam Cole. I get that, but like, I think how so. many of these top guys can defect it to WWE before they go, okay, we're in real trouble here? Let me tell you about a promotion called TNA. Never heard of it. TNA had a fraction of the money that Tony Khan had, mm -hmm. and they somehow existed to this day. True. AEW are not going to go out of business. I don't think they're, they're no, going to lose TV off the go back out of, of this. I don't even think they're going to go out of business. But like, ha, like, were they going to do? Are they going to lose fans? The more that this kind of crap happens, all depends on creative. Hmm. I don't know how many viewers really care about this stuff, but you know, the, the scrum was there for everyone to see. Uh, that's not like some backstage report. These are directly yeah. from the horse's mouth, as it were. Sean Cartea. I was a big punk fan, but I've lost a lot of respect for him in recent weeks. He's proving true all the negative things people have said about him over the years. His drama is hurting the company, and Tony Khan needs to stop fanboying over him and take charge. Go watch the Eddie Kingston interview. Well, this is one of the one of the one of the accusations about Tony Khan is that he just likes these guys so much that he's not willing to step in and, and kind of be the boss. LV Emerald, as someone who only started watching wrestling again for the first time since 2006 in 2018, around the start of AEW, I didn't have as much of an attachment to Punk as most other AEW fans do. I've liked him a lot until now, but he's clearly toxic. Uh, I saw a Reddit post asking, has CM Punk called out a toxic environment or has he created a toxic environment? Both. Yeah, but before Punk joined, everyone was very happy. Well, as far as we know. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, East446, I'm a huge Punk fan and was so happy when he came back, but man, right now he's coming off as a whiny baby. My dude is so petty, he keeps talking about people that aren't there to defend themselves. Well, the thing is, you've got people like MJF and CM Punk calling, calling everyone out. So whether that's just giving everyone else impetus to just be... Same mm. and kind of a bit more confidence to, to, to be upset. <laughs> yeah. Uh, JW Pringle, the fastest way to get me to turn off AEW is this backstage BS. I dealt with it for years with WWE, and all I want now is amazing wrestling. Just to, just squash it and move on, please. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that is pretty unequivocally. Everyone did not like CM yes. Punk's comments. I mean, I haven't seen the, the, the chat, but. Everyone who who never make a chatted in has said that sucked. Yeah, don't do it again. Right. So the pff, bloody hell, the pay per view. <laughs> we can we can just all right. So Ruby Soho. <laughs> okay, we've got. 14 matches to go through because we spoke about the main event. We spoke, there was also all the punk stuff. 
So we're just gonna we're just gonna freaking slam through these. Yeah. Ortiz and Ruby Soho took on Tay Conti and Sammy Guevara. Uh, Ruby Soho seems to get quite badly injured. Yeah, she landed on, on her okay. neck halfway through, and then she, right at the end of the takeo, she got kicked in the nose, and uh, the reports are she's broken it. It's also Tay Mello now. Sorry. sorry. Uh, and yeah, so they retained their Triple H mixed tags. Did you know this was for the championships? Uh, yes, because I uh, when I was writing the news this morning, I saw it. I, yeah, I don't, just only it was only when I was looking at the. I always look at the times of yeah. matches. This, this match has like, been oh. on Rampage for two weeks in a row, and that, it's proper WWE booking. Does not need to have been on here. And as we'll go through this, pre- four, four of the three of the four matches on the pre-show were championship matches. Mm. If that's not a sign that this promotion is overwhelmed with titles and they're starting to mean nothing, I don't know what is. Uh, Hook beat uh, Angelo Parker. Four minutes. Four minutes. That was for the FTW title. Yeah, He um, looks so much like Tom Holland every time I see him. Hook? Yeah. He does. Honestly, honest, you've got... I think, yeah, he's young and handsome. Yeah, and he looks like me as well. <laughs> Uh, no, seriously, you got it. Uh, yeah, and then afterwards, uh, Matt Menard uh, attacked Hook, and then uh, a man called Action Bronson, who is a rapper, who does Hook's theme song, who does Hook's theme song, uh, threw them out and did a chuck. Apparently, they'll have a tag match at the New York show. Oh. So Hook and Action Bronson versus 2.0. Never heard of him. Uh, but yeah, Hook here. You know, he was one of AW's brightest prospects. Is not getting the same reactions that he was a couple of months ago. No. They I, have I, not pulled the trigger soon enough. Giving him the FTW title is not enough. What's the limit? Because the thing is, he is a small guy. I don't know what the limit is for someone like Hook in a... in a, in a a Find out. True. True. Kip Sabian. Kip Sabian. Pack. Kip Sabian took on Pack. Kip's, I know, like, you know, I've watched Kip Sabian for years on the British indie scene. Uh, Pack. But this was, like, it was for the All-Atlantic Championship... Um, this was not the sort of match that I would have thought these two guys would have had. No. It, I mean, it, the only thing I think... Th- it was fine. I could focus on it because I was going, is this the first time two Brit- two English people have had a singles match in AW? And that was my thought. It wasn't It wasn't exciting enough to, to catch my attention at all. Uh, Pac wins with the Black Arrow. Orange Cassidy comes out. So he's going to be Pac's next challenger. Yeah, I thought, and this got lost. So we've had Kip Sabian for a year and a frickin' half standing at ringside with a box over his head. This is his big return, loses on the pre-show. And then he spends the entire post-match shouting at the box. I've seen a lot of people being like, oh, cool, I like this relationship with the box. I couldn't care less. Yeah. Uh, I think make that, if you just take this match, put it on the go-home Dynamite, or do a fallout special of AEW Dynamite afterwards, give it 15, 20 minutes, let Kip Sabian get over mm-hmm. in defeat. There was no way that all of the short matches, and there were a lot of them because there were so many matches, everyone didn't look good coming out of it. Because the, the person who won was like, well, that wasn't enough of a challenge. The person who lost... Didn't get over in defeat. It felt like a really long episode of AEW Dark with yeah. a few special matches. That's a very good comparison. However, then Next came up. Eddie and Eddie Kingston versus Ishii. Twelve minutes of absolute awesomeness. Um, yeah. I think I I put Gunther Sheamus over it for me just mm. because it had I don't know a story yeah. a build you know nice things to have in wrestling. 
but this was phenomenal for a match that was only announced five days beforehand. So Gunther Walter is my favorite wrestler in the world because he makes wrestling seem so real. Mm. This was one of those matches where like afterwards I just thought, oh, look, it really hurt. Like, there's a lot of matches where you go, oh, what a match. We didn't really think it, it probably hurt, but it, but this felt like, ow. That there was like four minutes of chops at the start. Oh, it's great. They could barely walk after the chop. And they were slapping each other in the face, suplexing <laughs> each other, and then just like kind of straight arm lariating each other. And mm. it was just grim, but great. So usually people's chests go red. Yeah, this was purple. His shoulder went purple. I was like, yeah. oh my God. Uh, it was absolutely terrific. Uh, it was my match of the night. Mm -hmm. uh, the, uh, and, and just because both guys were doing the sell, the sort of selling where you, you're not going to sell yeah. because you don't want to show your opponent that you're in pain. It's all about you know, bravado and pride. And that meant just that they end up doing the best selling. I, I loved it. I thought it was absolutely yeah, excellent. Eddie won with a brain buster. They're tied one apiece in their series now. Um, but even this, it's bittersweet for me because Kingston should not be on the pre-show. Not after that match with Punk. Not after that match with Jericho. Yeah. He was groomed to be going against Cesaro in a singles match on this or against Danielson. And yes, yeah, some of that was Eddie's own behavior backstage. But would he have been in that position if he was booked against Jericho? Sorry, booked against, not Jericho again, dear God. But in a feud with Danielson? No, no maybe it's a bit of frustration coming out against Sammy. Yeah, I thing is, I'm looking, I'm looking at what... There's so many matches it could have been instead of. But it, yeah, it, both these guys, I mean, Ishii is sort of like a special attraction. But Eddie should be nowhere, given how over he is. No way he should be on the... Uh, I don't know whether it's just like, oh, get the crowd hot going into the first match on the main card. But You've had there are other three people. other matches yeah, yeah. to do that. Opening... Okay, four matches in. We're on the main show now. Casino Battle Royale ladder match. We've already covered the finish with who appeared to be MJF at the end winning. We had Wheeler Utah, Ray Phoenix, Roosh, Andrade, uh, Cesaro, wow, yeah. and Dante Martin, and Pentagon Jr. A uh, few moves into tables. There was a great spot where there was a, a, um, a Canadian destroyer onto Andrade onto the ladder, and then Phoenix mm. went through Roosh on the table. Um, yeah, it was a good ladder match, but it was a confusing end. It was yeah, it was a, it was a it was a good ladder match with some spots, yeah. but it wasn't like a classic. No, because of the ending, really. There was yeah. no time, and there's no real story. <laughs> yeah, uh, the trios. Championship final, Hangman Page and the Dark Order versus the Elite was, however, full of story. It was it was an incredible match. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it was all based around Hangman. I like Hangman and Nick Jackson bumped fists when they were in the ring mm -hmm. after a reversal at the and start. The others were going, oh no, don't do that. What are you doing, man? You're against them. But then when Hangman and Kenny got in the ring together, I thought, to be honest, I thought they went to it too early. I thought you, you designed the whole that, match yeah. about them not touching and then they go at it, uh, which I thought was weird for them. But when they did fully, fully go at it, the crowd were just insane. Rightfully so. Yeah, no, I, I just, I really liked, I really enjoyed the match. It was, 
I would say it's probably going to be most people's like, oh, that was the best match of the night, just because it was such a fantastic, just like modern wrestling match mm. with lots of the lots of great spots and the storytelling between with between Page and Omega. Like you say, I think they probably could have waited a, a bit longer in the match to kind of have them come face to face because everyone that that's the spot everyone was waiting for. So you want to you want to build that. Um, I thought Reynolds and Silver were great in the match as well. Yes. I think they get they, it's quite easy to overlook them. They they played their part fantastically in this in this entire tournament. Reynolds is hot tag, and then the last two minutes of his near falls. Yeah, that was, that was some of the best. Yeah, work. and then poor Pete at the end getting buckshotted. Um, it was a really clever clever finish. I mean, mm. Silver got the, the 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 near fall and the one winged angel as well. That's um, great. So there was it was a, it was just. It was it was it was magnificent, but every single match, I was sitting there going, "There are still ten I matches know, to I go," know. and that was always in the back of my mind. And it ru it it ruined not ruined every match, but it it, it kind of ten percent ruined my enjoyment yeah. of every single match. No, no, I, I agree. In isolation, great match as an event. Mm -hmm. Like, hmm. yeah, I mean, it, I, I was already tired after this match, and then we had to, and then well, you're going to talk mm -hmm. keep talking about it, we can, but. Poor Jay Cargill and Athena. Yeah. Well, just uh, one more bit on uh, the trios match. The the well, two more bits actually. Hangman went to do the buckshot on mm. Kenny at one point, but Matt held on to his leg. Beautiful detail from their full gear title match when Matt did not do yeah. that and let Hangman beat Kenny. Um, and then Kenny's when someone accidentally clotheslines someone, the person in front of them usually moves way too early. Yeah. Kenny couldn't have moved any later. I love that. But just like Hangman Page here, uh, I, I don't know how much of it is his intended storyline direction, but I'm like, I don't, I'm a bit tired of this shtick now. Like I get that the uh, lack of confidence and the self-sabotage stuff, that's a fundamental part of Hangman's character. Mm. But... I don't, He's I, been AW champion. <coughs> yeah. He should be confident. And he hasn't done anything for three months, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I'm. He can still be aligned with the Dark Order if he wants to be, but if he can just come out and be like, "I've had enough," and I'm, I am, I'm Hangman Page. I've kind I'm of gonna I, be. I've seen that story as well. What would you do with him? Fan, fancy book him in ten seconds. <sighs> I mean, I, I think the the end goal is him getting back with the elite, but I can't think of a way to get in there now in, in a quick amount of time. Um, no. But yeah, Jake Cargill versus Athena. This has been built up for, for three months and it went four minutes. Yeah. The most the most memorable thing about this match was that Jade Cargill was green. She greened up in this day uh, and age. She did green. <laughs> she greened up. Yeah, all those all those Shreks out there. Um, no, she. So it's for, it was She Hulk, which I've I've seen some of, and it's fine. Um, she won very quickly. She hits a good spear, does Jade Cargill. Uh, she hits a, a good boot, and she won quite quickly. If I'm Athena, I am. <laughs> trying to trying to get out of my contract, yeah. to be honest. But, get, like Triple H obviously sees value in but, it. But also, like, why is Jade Cargill still the TBS champion when she can just beat everyone in the card? 37 and 0. That's why. Well, then she can just be like, I've won this. I'm going to relinquish this. 
vacate it and go and beat because she can clearly beat up anyone if if she can beat every single person on the roster in se seven seconds. I know. It's yeah, it's overdone now. Uh, we got a punk promo. Then we got Wardlow and FTR versus Jay Lethal and Motor City Machine Guns. It was a fine match, but absolutely no reason to be on the card from a storyline or debuted. perspective. Finley is the name of his child. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So Dax brought out his eight-year-old daughter, which was just beautiful. Um, Sanjay Dutt is such a superb heel with his fight like an eight-year-old brat t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. Such just like just Saturday morning cartoon yeah, villain. I love oh. him. Yeah. Uh, Motor City Machine Guns, FTR. I love that match. Wish it was just a tag match. Mm. Wardlow. When I was watching the tag match later on, and I love that tag match. I just thought. How have we not had Keith Lee versus Wardlow? Now, that'd be a fantastic match, but it, I was just going to say was that if you just have FTR come out and go, Young Bucks are scared of us, and there's no one else to face. That's the match, There's yeah. no one else to face. And then the Modern Machine Machine Guns come out. You're like, whoa, okay, mm. dream match. Because if they have faced everyone else, and just do this as a straight... Yeah, tag match. Much prefer that. Samoa Joe also came back in the post-match. Mm. Um, I'm a bit concerned that he started to go straight for Jay Lethal because... Yeah, he went straight for Satnam Singh. So Satnam that's, that's Singh. Oh, because I am... It's again... Look, I, Brian Alvarez said this on a Q&A on Friday, and I was like, oh my God, you're totally right. When something goes wrong back in the old days in WWE, Vince Wood pull something out of his ass and for 24 hours before he then screwed the follow-up mm -hmm. it would be incredible yeah he'd be like oh my god i can't believe they did that when something goes wrong in aew tony khan's just like okay i'll cut up i'm gonna pause everything and and when everything's back to normal i'll, I'll press play again and i'm like the moment's passed mm. this is this isn't the way to tell stories in a weekly tv show I wasn't. I, I love Samoa Joe. I mm. wasn't. I wasn't that excited. No, but came him back. He was on the ROH show, wasn't he? Uh, I think this was his first time back in ages. Well, yeah, since. No, Samoa Joe faced Jay Lethal at the last Ring of Honor. Well, yeah, but when was that? That was a while ago. It was like a month ago, wasn't it? Well, that's still a while ago. It's still, it's still him returning. I would say. Yeah. yeah. Um. What. Uh, uh, the people I feel the most sorry for on this entire show, and again, this is utterly the fault of having a 15-match card, Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs, mm. one of the best, like the, the, the little engine that could. This was a lower mid-card storyline that has excelled purely on the basis of how strong their performances and angles were. Ricky Starks has been phenomenal. He's knocked every promo out of the park Hobbs beat him in five minutes. Yeah, it, it, like I don't want to compare it too much to Athena and and, J and Jade Cargill because it's like it's, it's a completely different level. But it's the same thing where you've got this big storyline. Ricky Starks has cut two of like two or three of the best promos I've ever I've seen in in recent kind of AEW. Powerhouse Hobbs is fantastic. He's he's clearly on the verge of something. I feel like he's on the verge of something big. Even if you want Hobbs to win quite comfortably, this, you still can do it for 15 minutes. I just, I just... You couldn't. Not not on a show with 15 matches on. No, I know. But you should be yeah. able to yeah, do oh, it yeah, for yeah, 15 yeah. minutes. Yeah. Like, AEW pull specials out of their bum holes. They can, <laughs> they can do like, oh man, we've got so many matches. 
Like you say, Wednesday is AEW All Out Fallout. Do it a, a two hour special. Put on. You can have the guys who like the the most important guys do promos at the beginning, but then you're like, and the next ninety minutes is going to be all the matches that we could not fit on that card. And this is one of them. The TBS yeah. is one of them. Uh, the Go Home Show should be called All In. Yeah. And then you can have a couple of matches on there. Yeah. Big blood feud. All enders. in, all out. And then the Wednesday after is shake it all about. <laughs> and I don't know. It, it, yeah. It's so frustrating. Yeah, this, this this hit me hard. This was when I really soured on the show. Hmm. Uh, I thought it was really unfair to, to both of them. But again, because like just like Kip Sabian, you need time to let this thing breathe and get over in defeat. I've got no problem with Hobbs winning. No. But it has to be in like a 10, 15 minute match where Starks is like, people are giving him a stand innovation afterwards. Having said that, I did sour on the show. And then the match. Actually, no, this was the match of the night. I said Ishii Kingston earlier, but this, was, this was, was phenomenal sure, yeah. in a different way. Yes. Uh, Swerve and Ag Glory took on the acclaimed. The acclaimed were nuclear over, more over than Punk, yeah. more over than MJF. Everyone wanted them to win. Uh, the the acclaimed, obviously, fun rap as always, called Keith Lee Lizzo, which was just <laughs> brutal. <laughs> it was good. It was, uh, I, and it, yeah, the crowd's just shouting, scissor me, scissor me, scissor me, scissor me. And they, they, Keith Lee was being booed hard every Crazy. time he touched one of the acclaimed. And Keith Lee is a baby face. <laughs> The the both but everyone here, but particularly the acclaimed, like they really took this opportunity and and made the most mm. of it. I thought Bowens is always great, yeah. but Caster, who I you know is like the he's the guy on promos. He's not yeah. typically who I think of the great in ring wrestler. I thought he was really good he's here. Amore. The the yeah he is the spot where he tried to pick up Keith Lee and I forgot about it, and then later yeah. he did it and he yeah, flipped yeah, yeah. him. <laughs> Um, you, kind of <laughs> the flop. Uh, similar to that second rope superplex on Keith Lee. Yeah, yeah. It was more of just it was a, like a forward <laughs> roll. Yeah, but um, it was great, and the crowd was so hot for it. Daddy Ass at ringside was just having yeah. the time of Formerly his life. The, the uh, smoking guns. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, then uh, they they were telling the story that, uh, and it's always the way. Lee and Lee and Swerve are not always on the same page. When mm. they're so good, they end up winning. Yeah. Um, so they both accidentally took it each other out at points, which led some fantastic near falls. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, Swerve, uh, Powerbomb Maneuver. I can't remember what it's called. And the Acclaimed lost. Swerve and our glory retained. Yeah. And I think right decision, the Acclaimed. This, see, what we're saying about the previous match is what we want. We want people to mm. be like, wow, the yeah. acclaimed got so close. That is, that is, this is going to be a match that makes the acclaimed. That's what we wanted Ricky Starks. Uh, like you say, it was, it was, it was the match of the night for me. Um, and I couldn't believe just how, and, and when it, when there is a team that is so over, it just really, it made me forget that there was loads of matches. Like this yeah, was, yeah. this was so good. Um, and, You've got to think that, uh, I mean, I know they've been doing it for a while now, but I think I've, I've, I have a feeling we are getting closer and closer to a swerve and uh, Keith Lee breakup. Acclaimed could it quite easily, given given their the reaction here, be the tag team champions in the next year? Well, I, you know, the maybe a rematch in New York. Yeah, I believe the Acclaimed are from New York. 
Grand Slam. Possibly. Uh, it's uh, yeah. I people. I've seen some people be like, "Man, just call an audible, put the titles on them." And I'm, I'm like, I don't, "Not how it works." Maybe, but you know, these you've got to also protect Lee and Swerve here. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's again that thing that we saw with Roman and Drew. I I agree. Putting the title on Drew was would would have been what I would have done. Mm. But I think with the Sokoa stuff, that's also a fair way to go. It's not bad booking. It's just heartbreaking. Tell that to and that, yeah. And I, th- I feel like this is what this was. This was heartbreaking booking. But at the same time, will the acclaimed be as over in, in next time? I don't know. I, I hope then it's not a, like a Lucha Brothers thing where it's like, wow, they're so over. But we're not going to give them anything for ages. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we'll see. But yeah, it, I totally forgot that there were five more yeah. matches, two hours left. And as soon as this match ended, I was like, man, what a match. I, Just moved my mouse and I saw the timeline of two hours. I was like, oh my God. I, I was watching this and I, the match finished and I said to Ollie, oh, I've just finished the, the, the tag match. And he went, oh, two hours left. And we're like, no, they can't be. And I was like, oh dear, mm. that's a shame. And, you know, that's exactly what happened to the crowd because they died for an hour and a half because yeah. they were exhausted, not just from a great match, but from already having watched 10 to 11 matches over three hours. At this point, the WWE show was wrapping up, if you don't include mm-hmm. the kickoff show, which I don't. I think the kickoff show and the zero hour are very obviously different things and comparing, oh, but if you include the WWE pre-show is a disingenuous way to look yeah. at it. And if you go to an indie show, after two and a half hours, they will take an hour break. Because yeah, 15 they, minute they, intermission. they know that that is well, the time that people get, get tired of. <clears throat> the real reason is to sell gimmicks. <laughs> Gonna sell those 8 by 10s brother. Mm. Uh, women's four-way next for the interim AW Women's Championship. Again, uh, a sort of... it's Tony Storm was always being groomed, I think, to, yeah. to win the belt. That was the reported plan. Oh, but Thunder Rosa is out injured. What are you going to do? You're going to shake things up? Jamie Hayter was super over here. I think you could all tell that going in with the Britt Baker dynamic. Nope. Tony Storm wins. Yeah. I, Jamie Hayter is is like Pete was saying the other week that he really like he's so excited for like Jamie Hayter for the and this feels like this is now the big this is the breakup angle they've done. Brick's Brick's gonna come out and be like, oh man, I was just trying to win. And then I feel like this Wednesday could be the break the big mm. breakup angle. Jamie Hayter could be a, a real breakout star. Um, and I feel like she probably should have won. Yeah, here. Uh, unfortunately. It was it was a fine match, not much of a story. I like the Baker Hater stuff, but it wasn't yeah. really properly done. I'm, I've totally forgotten about this match. I'm thrilled that Storm won <clears> with <throat> a DDT and not the Storm Zero because that is <clears> the <throat> worst finisher, one of the worst finishers I've seen. Full Gear is announced for New Jersey, I think, in the second week of November. Yeah, uh, New York area, I should have said. Yes, Newark, Newark. Uh, Christian then took on Jungle Boy Jack Perry, or did he? Because Christian came out, flirted with Jungle Boy's mum and sister, Mm -hmm. who have the The exact same hair hair as him. uh, It was Brian May at ringside. (laughs) The the curliness is strong. Imagine if this was Game of Thrones, but you had a bastard Perry (laughs) son, and it was like the whole plot would revolve around that curly mane. (laughs) Uh, So Jungle Boy comes out, 
He points to Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus walks over to him. Behind from behind. Choke slams him off the stage, beats him up. Christian's kind of directing the beat up, throws him in. Aubrey Edwards, pretty unwisely, says, oh, okay, you said you can compete. Let's go for it. But I get it. It's pro wrestling. Okay. Christian had a spear, kick out, kill switch, pinned him in 20 seconds. Yeah. So the report is that Christian is injured, which is why they couldn't do a match. Um, I don't know whether they still would have done this Luchasaurus thing at the beginning and just like then have him fight back for longer and still lose or whether it was just, oh, he's injured. We better turn Luchasaurus heel again. Uh, the reaction to this online has not been positive. Mm. Uh, it's kind of, why did you turn him and then turn him and then turn him? It's really ineffective. It's dinosaurs are pricks and it's, it, it's, it's, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like this. It's a shame. It was it was such a good story. They, you know, they scraped the bottom of the barrel and they, let's be honest, lowered themselves yeah. for promo content. And you didn't even have a good story to follow it up with after all that. Who knows when Christian's injury came to everyone's mm -hmm. attention? Like maybe this was a thing in training four days ago. Yeah. But I, it never worked. Like having Luchasaurus side with Jungle Boy never worked for me. Um, I'm glad that he's back with Christian, but... Again, it feels like a waste of a month. Uh, Death Triangle versus Best Friends was set up for Dynamite, furthering that All-Atlantic feud. God, we've got three more matches left on this show. We've got two more to talk about. Chris Jericho took on Brian Danielson. Really good in-ring match, but yeah. I, I, I don't care anymore. Yeah. I don't even know what wrestling is. It's like I've been looking at the same word for two hours. Yeah, this was a fantastic wrestling match. It's what they promised. Who's the best wrestler? Again. It was 20 minutes, and I really, at this point, was like, let's just get the show out of the way. I want to watch this match again on yeah. Wednesday, like at lunchtime, when I can just experience it by itself. Yeah. Again, William Regal, great on commentary. <clears throat> um, match was really good. Jericho uses a, uh, a ref distraction to hit the Judas elbow on Bryanson. Brian, Bryanson. Brian. <laughs> Brian Bryanson and uh, clean, well, clean pin. Well, um, he cheated. It was a dirt. Well, it was an it was a dirty pin. Was it? Well, he kicked him in the balls beforehand. I didn't. I, I literally, I must have looked away. At oh, that yeah, point. yeah, yeah. They got Aubrey in the corner uh, and because uh, Danielson had Jericho round the waist. Jericho, low blow. Did not the see leg. the low blow. <laughs> there we go. Uh, Just kind of ended. Uh, yeah. I, it, it was anticlimactic if I'm honest and it doesn't feel like this feud is going to continue it just feels like okay I think it will okay I think you have a a, a stip rematch um, again Jericho wins ugh like of all of the Jericho Kingston Moxley Danielson stuff the Jericho stuff was the least interesting part to me and he keeps winning yeah. it feels like at least I know he lost the championship and to cap off the matches that did not need to be on this card House of Black, oh, we should just say Daniel Garcia was upset watching on from backstage. Yeah. Didn't come out to celebrate with the JAS. Later on, Jericho told him, you'll have your ROH pure title match against Wheeler Utah on Wednesday, but we won't be there to support you. But yes, uh, final match we'll talk about. Didn't need to be on the card. It's just the obligatory Sting yes. match. House of Black versus Assorted Baby Faces slash who can Darby and Sting get to flesh out to do the rest of the match for them? My, my notes on this match. 
It's just written, yeah. Uh, I, it was uh, it was completely forgettable. But but great. This is what's yeah. so annoying. It, it was a great match. It was a really fun match. But I, people used to say how fun AEW pay-per-views are because you just you get something different with every match. Oh, the variety. Whereas mm. WWE, it's just the same boring template over and over again. I can't believe I'm saying this, but excellent in-ring wrestling 15 times in a row. It, I, I can't watch Zack Sabre Jr. matches. I can't watch one of those. Or like, for like five times in a row. Yeah. But I love it. And and it's making me resentful towards the thing I love the most. It's a shame. It's a massive shame. Uh, Sting used the black mist. That on, was a cool spot on Malachi. And then we had this really interesting moment after the match where Malachi seems to basically break character. Well, we didn't see this, did we? No. So, this but, was, but this the was promo the, package was being the, shown. Yeah, the reports from from Sean and the people in the, in this in the stadium or the arena were that. Malachi Black basically breaks character, blows kisses to the crowd, which is really unlike him. Yeah, yeah. He's sort of Prince of Darkness. <laughs> and then Maybe he was misting them. Yeah, yeah. And then he bows and kind of it amid all these reports that he basically is needs to take a break from wrestling. This a this could be the last time we see him in AW, or this will just be the last time we see him for a long time before he feels ready mm. to return. And obviously, if he needs to take a timeout, absolutely he should be taking timeout. Um, but it's just another little mini nail in this kind of AW coffin right now, which is that you've got guys who, I'm not saying it's to do with AW, but it just feels like there's negativity. I was, so the new script I wrote this morning, it was just negativity, neg bad news for AW, bad news for AW. Surely there's no more, oh, there's more than bad news for AW. And this is just the latest, latest mm. little bit. Thank you so much, everyone who's stuck with us so far. We're probably going to go quite long. Uh, we've got, actually, sorry, some Patreon shout-outs before we yeah. get into your remaining Ultra Omega chats. Um... Go over to WrestleTalk, no, patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk to get loads of exclusive content over there. We have a new podcast going up every week, and um, you can get your own shout out on this very show. So thank you, the $100 man, CD Horver. Angelic, Angelo Mercado. Charles, no, I'm not related to The Simpsons. Homer. The Kessel Run, DX Solo. Double L, Liam Leonard. Met him. Met him at the weekend. Mad Mac, the meat father. Uh, have an Argy Bargy. Margy Pargy. Great. I love my Margy Pargy. She's wonderful. Uh, abominable, Michael Abbott. Superkick, Nick Mazesco. Ryan Disco Stewart. A.A. Ron Turner. And the roller coaster, Robert Acosta. You just had to get I those rolling R's in there. These are a few chats left over from last night's live stream. Brandon Fillingser, member of 10 months, loved the acclaimed and swerving our glory match. MJF was at the icing on the cake for this show. Uh, BJW, member for 12 months. Thanks for the great weekend, guys. 
Roy Zhang. For all the complaining about card length, the show went 30 minutes longer than Clash at the Castle because it didn't have video packages. Can imagine yeah. if it had. God. Uh, Dave Humphreys says, AEW was the most predictable and worst pay-per-view they put out. In-ring work was great, but so many wrong bookings made them look more and more like WCW at this point. Disappointed. Uh, right, so let's get back to the ones, the real-time Omega Chats. Diego Chacon Villamanzar. Tony's love for Punk is letting this get completely out of hand. After the promo on Hangman, he should have been fined, and at last night's media scrum, Punk should have been stopped by Tony. Tam Ruzza, lads, if this is all a massive work, it is incredible stuff, and enjoy the madness. It's the first positive comment. That is the first time. I, st uh, I can't enjoy it. I still trust Tony Khan to pay things off. If he has managed to heal the relationship between Punk and Colt, and they're using it for a story, is incredible. Love the real-life stuff. Man, the stuff Punk said about Colt on the scrum, though, I can't see how that is. No, and also, you guys don't have to write for the next 14 days... You may have missed, but CM Punk said mm. this in a promo. Pansexual chocolate. The more I hear the punk drama, the more I side with Eddie Kingston. Punk is what happens when you continue Bret Hart's bitterness, when you combine, sorry, Bret, Hart, Bret Hart's bitterness with Hulk Hogan's ego. My God. What a, what a monster. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm finding him quite unlikable. Can I hot tag to you? You absolutely can. Uh, you want to quickly do a quick swap? Sure. Uh, right, so... Uh, Aidenator 800. So these are all of the rest of the about the rest of the card. Decent but not great show. The trio's final and uh, SIOG versus the acclaimed were fantastic, but I didn't find myself enjoying much more outside of the MJF return. Even Moxley Punk, I wasn't a huge fan of, like most were, especially with Punk's clean win. Mm. James Zimmerman says, "I'm sorry that you did not enjoy the show. I loved it. I sat down for five great hours of wrestling." Everything worked for me. Sorry you did not like it. I did not not like the show. I was just frustrated by it. I'm really happy you had a good time. Yes. Uh, Keith <coughs> Below has been a member for 13 months. Uh, AEW doesn't do rematch titles often, Punk Mox excluded, but have the acclaimed challenge again at Grand Slam and win in front of their home crowd. The Patricol says, uh, Great wrestling, but some questionable decisions. Unfortunately, TK should have called the audible and given the win to the acclaimed. Mm. It could have been one of the biggest pops in AW history. What a miss, and hater getting pinned after that. He misread it, in my opinion. Yep, you've got a perfectly good Britt Baker or Hikaru Shida there to, to take the pin. Uh, Jonathan Edmund has been a member of 13 months. Wrestling is weird. I still think Tony Khan needs to put his foot down. AW, or wrestling in general, is apparently one big high school good good it really is uh riot dr says there are three guarantees in life death taxes and everyone loves the acclaimed but it does suck that everyone wants swerve and lee not to be tag champions um i know we wanted ftr versus the bucks and the acclaimed are white hot but swerve and lee are great to me they're they're better off as singles guys me too uh, Cankle Breaker says, I was at All Out. Long show. MJF stuff was fantastic in my opinion. Rest of the card was three out of five. Trio's title and tag title matches were definitely the highlight. The whole Punk versus Moxley feud sucked. Nobody came out of it looking better. Thank God for the MJF angle. Interesting to hear from someone who was there. Yeah, and he said long show. So mm. uh, John Siski says, I was watching with my girlfriend who's a baby wrestling <laughs> fan. I hope you mean a He's tiny, tiny She's baby. She's a tiny baby, yeah. your girlfriend. Rest, uh, uh, and even she got pissed when the acclaimed lost. Proud boyfriend moment, but I share her sentiments exactly. AEW didn't tease the crowd. They blue-balled the crowd. Not good. I don't think... Yeah, I know, just, just 
I don't think you want to change the result of a match on the fly. Just imagine what that would do to Lee and Swerve, just with backstage backstage personnel just, issues. Just the referee just going, oh, by the way, I told you. You're going to lose one. your championships right now. Yeah. Uh, Kevin says, because I just finished watching the show, I'm unaware of everything that happened afterwards, so I'll only comment on the show. Elite versus Dark Order and uh, uh, Swerve in Our Glory versus The Acclaimed are my match of the night. Um, fewer acronyms. ME was... Uh, main event. Main event was fine, but I don't think it was worth doing the story. Uh, Riot DR says, this is my bias speaking, but this is not how I believe you use Daniel Bryan. Mm. Brian Danielson, he has lost more big matches than he has won, and this match was more about Daniel Garcia than anyone else. Again, I'm extremely biased. Danielson is the bestest. Should have been Danielson Kingston. Dog on uh, Mad says, definitely not my favorite AW card, but I will admit that it's partially uh, biased for the Combat Club who lost every match last mm, night. That's a good, that's a good point, actually. Uh, Abel Palacio says, I was there. The tag team title match was the match of the night, and man, the pop for MJF is amazing. I felt bad that the media scrum ruined a good pay-per-view show. Love you guys, JTJ. Uh, I, I would have I been down on the show anyway because of the 15 matches. Yeah. Uh, that was all we could talk about on, other than the, the WWE show. When we were there, it was fifteen. I'm dreading it. Tomorrow, yeah. I'm dreading it. Uh, Kane uh, plays games. Says twenty-three years later, Billy Gunn has finally recovered from that rock promo by <laughs> scissoring Bowens, who was on another level tonight. Out of everything good that AEW does, my favorite things are Daddy Ass and Daddy Magic. I'm learning things about <laughs> myself. Ziggy Gamma says went out to the theater to see, to see the pay per view. Outside of one guy trying to be the fourth member of the commentator team, it was incredible. Hearing everyone scream "Scissor me, Daddy Ass" was awesome. My fave match was between All Atlantic title. Oh, oh. wow! You weirdo. <laughs> um, and the tag team titles. I don't think anyone's saying no. that. That's well, good for you, Ziggy. Yeah. Um, Kevin says the women's four-way was fine. The rest was either disappointing or not pay-per-view worthy. MJF return was well executed and very welcomed, but I don't have the same excitement that I had after All Out last year. You are comparing it to one of the greatest pay-per-views of all time. Yes. So, yeah, I think I don't think anyone's saying this is better than last year's, but... Uh, yeah, you know it's a problem when Pete goes up to you and goes, they've added another match, and you're not going, oh, wait, what is it? You're going, what? Yeah. Uh, Riot DR says, Jamie Hayter, uh, the tallest strong bodyguard brought in to protect the charismatic heel champion is getting over with the people, despite doing nothing face-worthy. Getting some Diesel circa <laughs> 1994 vibes here. If Britt accidentally super kicks her, dot, dot, dot. Uh, maybe pointless says all I had honestly some of the worst booking decisions AEW had has on a had on a pay per view yet I already soured on Punk the moment he beat Hangman and everyone else before he won the title the first time him winning it again legitimately can made me cancel oh, my wow. I haven't heard that in a while it's always I'll oh, cancel my WWE yeah oh my god I mean it started. I started I think that's a massive overreaction because Dynamite is still mm. a brilliant weekly TV show and Rampage is there but uh, wow yeah. No, not heard that before. No. <laughs> uh, Ziggy Gamma says, "Yeah, the card was a bit long. I thought it was may uh, it was because maybe I normally wake up at two a.m. and by the time MJF came out, it was about twelve. But I was struggling to stay awake by the fatal four. There was two hours after that. Yeah. Mark Flay says, "Has anyone actually uh, credible reported the FTR bullcrap about the Bucks? I really wish people would stop uh, taking that story as gospel based on effing nothing." Well, no, but um. You just kind of put two and two together, don't you? FTR have said themselves in an interview that they wanted to do the match yeah. and they thought that was the direction to go. It was clear to everyone and it hasn't happened. Why hasn't it happened? Well, the, the, 
you can make an assumption is because yeah. Kenny's ready to return. They wanted to do a trios match. And yeah. Yeah. John Wick John Wick one GM says AEW needs two more pay-per-views per year. The feuds are two months long, get blown off at the pay-per-view. Then they swap out those wrestlers from the previous pay-per-view cycle with new guys and start new feuds to keep the product fresh. Tony needs to be a boss, not a friend. 100% agree. I want the special episodes of Dynamite to fill those monthly yeah. slots. But they've just like the titles, they have flooded that idea. Where every week it's like Quake at the Lake yes. or Dragon Knight. <laughs> I don't care about any of them anymore. I want a normal Is Dynamite. Dragon Knight a real one? I don't care. Okay, I'm sure that one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I would love it if in uh, Ten Rosa says I would love it if uh, in the in talent meeting uh, Tony K got uh, Tony K Tony Khan got everyone on board to work everyone outside the promotion. Ollie, you've got to get some UFC press conferences into you. This is real sports style presser material. MJS first promo will be so juicy. I'm keen for it. Let's see. Let's see if it works, Tem Rosa. Uh, Riot DR says, John Moxley is the second most believable promo in wrestling. Eddie Kingston is first. Extremely versatile when he wants to be, and it easily makes the people care about what he's doing. I sincerely hope there is a plan for him coming out of this loss. Mm. Uh, Liam Leonard says, what an amazing wrestling weekend for me. This show was great, but I think the Battle Royals uh, logic was questionable. Lovely finally meeting all of you on Saturday. Ollie's reaction to remembering my voice was amazing. <laughs> Andy, you are amazing to be around. Thank you, Liam. Jam it's, that jam. He was walking towards me, and I was like, uh, and then he spoke, and as soon as he spoke, I was like, Liam! <laughs> oh, no, I spotted him in the queue. I, I, it was one of the people I spotted. Um, Stevie Howland says, according to Fightful's Patreon, the Cargo Athena match and the Starks Holds match were both budgeted for more time. Performers didn't use it. Well, dear God, that that's... Maybe they thought, geez, we can't, <laughs> you know, we're low down the card. We don't want to piss off people yeah, yeah. above. That's that's Tony Khan giving his performers too much. Like, it's like I'm I'm not gonna tell you mm. you can't have a 15 minute match, uh, but you can go as long as you want. But there's a lot of matches on this card. It's like there's there's a study where if you give people unlimited holiday at work, people take less holiday. Yeah, it's a count. It's a count way out. You should do that. I'll, I, I promise I'll take less. <laughs> uh, Henry the Knight said, Sean reported that Athena versus Jade and Ricky Starks versus Powerhouse Hobbs yeah, had more time but didn't use it. Uh, Ziggy Gamma says, uh, I should have cared more about Jericho and Danielson, but I was falling asleep thinking dance Zack Sabre Jr. Is Dan Zack Sabre Jr. Thinking, Dan thinking Dan Zack Sabre Jr. is right about showing technical wrestling to Americans. Um, I famously fell asleep right before the main event of All Out last year. Uh, and I missed Danielson and uh, and uh, Cole. Uh, and finally, I believe, uh, miscellaneous uh, chats. Charles Berg says, for me, best moment was actually on SmackDown, Baron versus Shinsuke, when Baron said, it's Corbin time, and <laughs> corped all over Shinsuke and the fans. Truly one of the moments in wrestling history. This old chat was brought to you in part by Marijuana. Jam that jam. Always a pleasure, Charles. <laughs> I love Corbed all over them. Well, thank you very much, everybody, for joining us for this uh, bumper stream. Uh, mm. There was so, so much to talk about. Uh, yeah, highs and lows. Great, great weekend for wrestling, uh, but almost too much. Yes. Definitely too much and on it's Sunday. It's WWE's fault, as Tony Khan said. They, they booked too many shows on the same weekend. Uh, but, but so they, they, they their response was to book all the shows in one night. Yes, 
Perfect. It's going to be a huge week of wrestling, no doubt, as this situation continues to unfold. We've got Raw tonight. We've got Dynamite on Wednesday. NXT. Yes. I haven't even watched any of those matches. Me neither. I heard it was fine. Uh, but please hit the subscribe button. Leave a comment down below with what you thought of the show. And yeah, enable notifications to know when we'll be back first, which will be tomorrow. I think it's me and Pete reviewing Raw. Uh, but for now, I've been Ollie Davis. It's been Randy Annie Datsun. Jam that jam. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.